When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, friends. Welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook. Be sure to like, subscribe, leave us a five-star wherever you get your podcast. I'm Johnny Venerable on this fine Wednesday, joined by Bo Brock live at the PHNX headquarters in downtown Phoenix. And Bo, lot to talk about, right? We're picking ourselves up. Very inactive trade deadline for the Arizona Cardinals. We covered that yesterday on our audio-only podcast. We move forward. Seahawks coming to Arizona this weekend. And my question to you, good sir, is this a must-win game if you're Cliff Kingsbury? Yeah, I mean, the margin for error is gone, right? I mean, this team needs a dub, and they need it this week. And the big opportunity is you've got an overachieving 5-3 and three Seattle Seahawks team. They've won three in a row. They're playing a really good brand of football in a rebuild year. Like, all the momentum is going the Seattle Seahawks' way. What the Arizona Cardinals have an opportunity to do is absolutely just throw a stick in that spokes as far as their bike that they're riding down the street and just completely trip them up. Now, they're going to have to do that by playing the offensive football that they've played the last Last two weeks since DeAndre Hopkins come back and then and then some maybe mistake free football. But, you know, the Arizona Cardinals, you can say the, the, the word of the week is opportunity. You can say it till we're blue in the face, but it comes down to can they actually get the dub when they need it? Because they have zero wiggle room as far as the 2022 season goes going forward. Well, especially you can't start this season 0-3 in the division, be swept by the Seahawks, and be taken seriously as a true contender. I don't care how many close losses you have. I don't care that the game was there to be won last week in Minnesota. This week, you're at home. You have the $45 million quarterback. Your team is not supposed to be rebuilding. That's Seattle's MO. They have multiple first-round picks in next year's draft because they traded Russell Wilson. They're playing a bunch of rookies. Even people who, you know, are proud of what the Seahawks are doing this year. Even people in Seattle understand like, yeah, we probably won't make the playoffs. This is a nice story for the Cardinals. That sense of urgency has to be there. And on Seattle's front, they're playing loose because of it. And I feel like Cliff Kingsbury opens games and you can just sense this team is so tight. They're so tight to score and produce early. And Brian, I agree with you. It is a must win. It is a must win for Cliff Kingsbury because I don't know how you look your fan base in the eye, your fan, or excuse me, your your locker room, the 53 men, if you lose to the Seahawk team. Because again, I want to preface this again by saying that I think the Seahawk team is is feisty and they're competitive, but they haven't really beaten anybody. They beat the fraudulent Giants last week. They've beaten the Lions, you know, but they got crushed by San Francisco. Real teams in the NFC that we think are going to be good, they've lost to. If the Cardinals want to be taken seriously for the remainder of 2022 and make some noise and try to put a run together, you have to win this game. 100% Cliff Kingsbury at home, you got to win. 
this game is the defibrillator, right? I mean, this is yeah. the one that can shock you back to life. I mean, you're yes. on the table right now, and you need somebody to shock this team back to life. You know, I think DeAndre Hopkins has given it a boost, right? Given it a pulse, a very yep. faint pulse. You know, it was a lot higher after the Saints went on Thursday night football. And then it, you kind of lost it again after a brutal loss to the Vikings where you shot yourself in the foot over and over and over again. So the Arizona Cardinals, I mean, it's right there for them. Uh, you know, as according to our friends over the DraftKings Sportsbook app, you know, the Vegas believes, the wise guys believe in this Arizona's Cardinals team where we really haven't seen that all season long, but they're seeing this offense trend in the right direction. But we know that this team is does an incredibly good job in getting in their own goddamn way. And that's the most frustrating point, part about this. You know, I mean, it, it's it's like everything that you want is at the end of a Seahawks win. That's all you have to do is go out and get it. You know, it, it's it's roster. It's not it's roster moves you didn't make. It's roster moves that you've made since the trade deadline. It's guys who are available who are guys aren't who are unavailable. And it's just play on the field. I mean, it's it's not just one thing that's costing this team its ability to win each and every week. It's it's just an unbelievable, just different amount of variables that come your way. It just has put this Cardinals fan base its frustration at a boiling point. Uh, and that is echoed in the chat. Chat's raining hot fire today. I want to get to some of these comments. Nightingale Sunset. Geno Smith beating Kyler twice would just be killer. It would be. We make fun of Geno Smith all the offseason. Yeah. It's not even the fans. The national media will be circling like vultures. That's absolutely correct. The narrative's out on Kyler Murray. And uh, he puts in a good point that the, the, the video game memes will be insufferable. I like this comment earlier from John Doom because this is how I feel. You know, Bo and I, you, you know Cliff better than I do, but we both interacted with him. Cliff, according to John Doom, seems like a great dude. And he is very nice, very respectful. But as far as his coaching, what he's accomplished, he should hold his head up. Unfortunately, he's not the guy players would run through a wall for. We need experience. And that is what, John, we echoed throughout the course of the offseason. Yeah. Why did Michael Bidwell feel like this, this extension was necessary? Even if Cliff Kingsbury, you know, I'm jumping ahead to January, is let go. He is not a bust of a head coach. He got this team to the playoffs. You know, they were they were in, you know, disarray. They were picking first overall, and he made them viable. And he talked them in or convinced them at least to, to, to take a look at Kyler Murray, right? And so it's not like they hired Adam Gaze. They hired a guy yeah. who who had some question marks, but to John's point, the experience for for somebody else, maybe a second a second you know voice in the room, I think was needed this offseason. Maybe it's needed in the future with a new head coach. But for for Cliff Kingsbury now, this is the biggest stretch of of coaching that he's ever going to experience in his life until yeah. you know potentially the next job. Yeah, I mean, he has to be just dialed into the details, every last detail. He can't yeah. miss. He can't have this team continue to have problems getting the play call in, the play clock dwindling, and them having to waste timeouts. Like, he has to be perfect with his challenges, with his play calling, with his scheming, his game planning. It's all got to be there for these next three games, these next three games against divisional opponents. You've got the Seahawks who are in first place on Sunday, and then you've got a game against the Rams, and then you've got the Monday night game against the San Francisco 49. I mean, it's all right there for you and for yeah. you to kind of change the narrative. But, you know, I think as far as what you're going to see on display starting next week on HBO Hard Knocks is that this guy is a very likable guy. It's going to continue to echo what John said in the comments. But at the same time, is it what this team needs? Right. I mean, I'm sure the players like it. I think that he's a players coach to a fault. 
And when yeah. things are spiraling out of control, sometimes a player's coach is not what you need. You need more of an authoritative guy. You need somebody that's going to kick kick you in the ass and send you in the right direction and tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. And, you know, I think you're going to see that on full display once the hard knock season begins. It reminds me a little bit of what the Suns used to deal with with Jeff Warnasek as their head coach. He had a little bit of success his first season, and then, like, he had a little bit of talent on his roster, and he was a player's coach to, to a fault, and he kind of just lost uh, the respect to the locker room by the end of his tenure. And once things went south, especially in a from a player's coach perspective, like, things can go really south really quickly because – you know, if you don't have the, if you don't command that respect to some, at some point, you're going to lose it immediately. So Arizona Cardinals and Cliff Kingsbury, they need this win to kind of hold that off for a little bit longer. Well, we're here in November, early November. Tyler brings up a good point in the chat. And we, we had a chance to address, you know, comment like this after they lost to Seattle before the New Orleans game. Cliff Kingsbury loses Sunday. I think you and I are in agreement. He's not going to get fired. He's not going to get fired after Sunday. They're going to let him coach out at least, I would assume, the remainder of the season. Uh, and there's no guarantee he'd be let go in January. And we're not rooting for people to get fired, but we're trying to put you in the mindset of Michael Bidwell. Oh, Jesus. Okay. So the fire, <laughs> that is not a PHNX shirt, by the way. That is not something you can get from the locker. No. That is <laughs> that is a fire, hashtag Firecliff t-shirt. Where is that say from? Where, I, that looks like Bird, uh. our friends at Bird Gang Travel put that together. But, Bo, let me pose this to you. What what would it take for the Cardinals to move off Clifter in the regular season? I is, mean, that uh, even, uh, is that even something that is feasible at this point? Yeah, absolutely. You think, you think so he could get fired during the year? Uh, I mean, it would have to be late, late in the year. It would be a couple more losses. It would, what's, it would be what's the point the of that? Games. You think if they lost three in a row to three straight division op- opponents, if they lose this week, they won't be favored – in Mexico City, and they won't be favored at LA. So that becomes increasingly likely. You think if he goes 0 and 3 and they're 3 and 9, he gets fired during the year? I mean, it's, it, I think it's, there's a distinct possibility of that. I mean, you just locked up your franchise quarterback through 2027 to $230.5 million. If he's not the guy and the yeah. next, the stretch shows you that, what's the point of waiting? I mean, you have to start to figure out who's going, who you want to keep as far as the staff goes going forward. Is there anybody internally that you want to give the opportunity? Uh, looking at the defensive play caller, you know, is, is that something you could work with going forward? And then also roster wise, you have to figure out like who wants who wants to be here and who wants to fight for their job. I I, I think that absolutely. I mean, as far as the NFL, like we know what this organization's about. We know that Michael Bidwell doesn't like to make knee jerk reactions. No, as far as true, as far as you know, can you back him into a corner? I think that anybody, nobody in the NFL is adverse to that. I don't think anybody can really like truly fight it. If if they hit bottom out below anybody, what anybody ever imagined in the 2022 season, if they're stuck on and three wins in three weeks. You know, I, I think that they're it's going to force their hand. It's going to force them into a very uncomfortable conversation. We've made this point before. We don't know what the numbers were on his contract extension, but they are so pale in comparison to what you just gave Kyler Murray. And that's the important thing going forward. We think it's somewhere in the neighborhood of 30 to 40 million dollars remaining. If he averages out five to six million dollars per season, which is a bump from his first contract, it's somewhere in the 30 million dollar range that. They'd have to cut a check for it. Now they could span it out. They just got done, coincidentally, Bo, coming into this year, 
paying off Steve Wilkes. So you finally freed up some cash. Who knows? Again, we're not rooting for people to be fired on this show. We want Cliff to do well. We like Cliff Kingsbury, but we are in agreement that this is a must win. And uh, I think I put together something. This is not anything fancy. And hopefully that we can get a graphic made here if, if it comes to it. But now I think officially Sean Payton <laughs> watch potentially being on here um, after this weekend. If they lose, I'm going to say we're on pre pre watch yeah. right now. But if they lose to the Seahawks on Sunday at home, I you can sign me up. The Peyton watch is on. What do we need to do? Get people on the phone. Sorry, Cliff. I give me my Super Bowl champion head coach. I feel like we're on a 24-7 news channel and they're like this is severe inclusion. That's the only thing that matters then. I don't care about any transactions or anything else. That's the only thing I care about. What are you what are you right now willing to give up for Sean Payton? First round pick. I would go to New Orleans. I mean, if they even have if a bad of a season to, to fire Cliff, that's going to be a pretty damn good pick. Sean Payton with Kyler Murray, the rest of the roster take care of, takes care of itself. Remember, Sean Payton was suspended. They lost draft picks because, you know, the hit job on Kurt Warner and a bunch of other guys, and they yeah. still went to NFC Championship games. And I think the Cardinals, by the way, have a playoff-worthy roster. Do they have holes? Yes, we're going to talk about it. But we're also going to play a game in our third segment. The Cardinals have a superior roster to Seattle, and I don't think it's particularly close. Do they have the right man in charge? So if I have, if if it's us and the Chargers, and we're trying to do a deal, right? And the char and the, the New Orleans Saints come to the Cardinals and say. You got to up the ante. The Chargers picks in the twenties or in the late teens. Mm-hmm. Shit, here you go. Here's here's the ninth overall pick. Give me Sean Payton for the next ten to fifteen years. I, I as much as I would love, yeah, I think he'll coach for ten or fifteen more years. Don't you? He he already he looks good. Like, no, I don't think no. I mean, I think it'd be like a BA, you know, twenty thirteen, like probably like a five year. Hang on, hang coach. on. You're I. You see him on that Netflix movie? He looks good. He is. Sean no, Payton's that's, that's offensive. He looks better than <laughs> Kevin James. Sean Payton's 58. <laughs> B.A. when he took the job was 60. So, But B.A. coached in Tampa. So we've yeah. ad, added some years. I think you get Sean Payton for 10 years. 10 years of Sean Payton with Kyler Murray? Stop. Don't do How that. I'm trying to get excited. He's 58. He's in L.A. He's, he's sexy like B.A. No, I mean, there, there's a lot of wear and tear. 58 in Arizona is like 40. Remember too, like, I know what the finished product was with him in, in New Orleans, right? And they were a wagon for a while. And you could kind of pencil them in from tw- for 12 to 13 wins. But there was some mediocrity mixed in there between. I mean, there was oh, some okay. seven and nine. Yeah, yeah like, that's and, fine. And, and he's it's going to take a little bit for Kyler, I think, to, to really get the grasp of his system. Uh, it's it's not exactly Drew Brees picking things up from from day one. I mean, uh, I, these are all these. You know what these sound like? First world motherfucking look, problems. It, it, you're, you're wanting to give up, you know, a, a teens pick for a coach. I'm sorry. I've seen what first round picks do with this team. I've seen this team succeed without first round picks. If I get Sean Payton back, f these picks. What's more important <laughs> to f these picks than to get a Super Bowl head coach? You have the quarterback, and I. I think the roster is in really good shape after this year. This is a conversation for a different day. I don't want to get off t- topic. Look, no, it's look it's who juicy, they've man. developed. They've got yeah. they've got really good. Pe- it's it's the old players that are not succeeding for the Cardinals. Pew and Rodney Hudson, right, and James Conner. It's the old players they gave money to that are unfortunately not holding up. The young players, yeah. you can make an argument, are lifting this team up outside of the Watts of the world. 
I would feel really good if I'm a Cardinal fan. I'm Sean Payton. Like, yeah, I don't need that pick because I've supplemented this roster. I think that's the biggest reason people are on Cliff right now. The talent is there to win. They just aren't winning. Now, how does Kime factor into that? Would, would he get fired? Would you give Payton probably a little bit of personnel say, especially on the offensive side? You'd be foolish not to if you're Michael Bidwell. Yeah. But there, I feel like, to your point, and I'm not rooting for losses. I want Cliff to win this week, and I want to make the playoffs this year. Yeah. But if you start to lose, maybe, to to, to your point, maybe you do let, let go of Cliff early, and then you just start the recruiting process of, I, hey, Sean, how are you? Can we go out to dinner? The the biggest issue is because you mentioned the first round picks. If if you had a, if you had a choice and you, and you could rid yourself of of one problem, is it Cliff or Kime? So one or the other? I can't yeah. have both because yeah. I think both of I them. Mean, if, you could make the case missed- that, Cl- that Kime cost this team at least one game this year with his his negligent decision to to ride with Matt Amendola. Cliff has just looked. Maybe last year I would have gone with. I would Cliff have gone didn't with Steve. That punt for Dorch. Cliff just looks so unprepared, Bo. Like at least I've <laughs> seen Steve put together playoff rosters, and Kime is not perfect. But I, Cliff, just it, right now it feels like you're going. Like I don't. I don't like guns, but it feels like you're going into a gunfight with a little dull pocket knife right now. <laughs> with him starting games, I'm not a gun guy. You, but you also sound like you're making up play. for a significant. You're trying to make excuses for a significant other that you just shouldn't be with any longer. You're like you cannot let Steve Time hire excuses. a fourth a fourth coach. It's like he, I, that, he's a he's great grilling. That's why I'm still with. Him. <laughs> that's not a fair question. I don't like that question. Don't put me in that position. It yeah. made me uncomfortable. But you know, in all seriousness, I if if Cliff gets fired, Michael, what what are you doing if you're not firing Steve Kime? Like it's it's, it's time to reset. Promote Man, Adrian Wilson at this point, right? I, I until it happens, I don't. It's been with the organization since what ninety nine two thousand. I didn't come to this Wednesday show looking to have this serious conversation about <laughs> shit serious right now. Let's you, get you serious. You threw me off with the goddamn Sean Payton tracker at the oh, bottom. It's great, though. It's great. <laughs> People are, we're going to get some fancy graphics for that here pretty soon if the Cardinals lose. But I can tell you right now, uh, everybody needs to check out Underdog Fantasy ahead of this weekend. Make yourself some cash. Promo code PHNX. Underdog Fantasy. Get this. If you're a new, new customer, you sign up. Underdog is going to double your first deposit up to $100. I lost all my money on Underdog. I continue to persevere, and I'm now making money because I'm putting everything I have on DeAndre Hopkins overs every week because good hell, this offense is basically K1 playing backyard sandlot football with Hopkins. You can gamble, search in the App Store, click on the link in the show notes, sign up with promo code PHNX. Underdog, again, it's going to double your first deposit up to 100 bucks. Help us out. Help Underdog Fantasy out. Help yourself out. Underdog Promo code PHNX. Do it now. Underdog just loves making us money on this show because we continue to hammer DeAndre Hopkins hires as far as his receipt, his receptions and his receiving yards. His first game back was five and a half. We said hammer it, especially. And then also like the 54 and a half receiving yards. We said hammer it. 
he doubled those pretty much. And then the next game it was seven and a half and it was 74 and a half said hammer it. And what does he do? He doubles it pretty much just an absolute wagon. As far as underdog fantasy, he's just making you buku bucks. You got to appreciate that. You also have to appreciate a great watch party. And we've got that going on at four peaks. We're hosting all the U S and Mexico world cup matches at their eight street pub in Tempe, the OG location. You got to check it out. We got beer specials, giveaways, guest appearances, and more. Check the link in the show notes. Yeah, just right below us here as we broadcast live on YouTube. If you're listening on the podcast, you can check out the show notes there as well. Register for free. Get your spot now because they're going to fill up. People are going to want to go watch this U.S. uh, men's team go at it in the World Cup. Got to be 21 years or older. Got to enjoy that Four Peaks beer and drink it responsibly. And it's in the chat saying Hopkins 200 yards. Listen, he's on a tear right now. He's on a 1,400-yard tear even with missing the first six games of the season. And if you're Cliff Kingsbury and you're going down, go down swinging with D hop. So, and uh, Seattle secondary, not great. So I, I, I would think Hopkins has another monster game. Well, you were at practice that matchup, dude. I can't wait to see D hop Tariq Wooten. That, that's what I'm here for. Just yeah. week nine. And, you know, the big young kid is at a UTEP uh, four interceptions already. He's played, you know, DeAndre Hopkins told us today in the locker room that he thinks he's, he's one of the best corners, young corners in the game. Uh, so I, I, a lot of, I'm sure mutual respect. I would be surprised if Tariq weren't, uh, wouldn't had anything negative save about DeAndre Hopkins, but I can't wait, get the popcorn out. He won't hopefully hide from DeAndre Hopkins. Like, like Patrick. Patrick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I mean, he, he's a little bit more well-equipped as far as his youth, his athleticism, and his, his ball skills that, you know, are long gone for Patrick Peterson, who, by the way, guaranteed two picks. He got zero. Uh, he had one, like, pass defense against A.J. Green. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's unbelievable what he's done to this offense. You know, 27 per, points per game already for this offense that was averaging 17. That's a, that's a difference of 10 points per game. Yards per game, they're up 100 yards per game in this short sample size with DeAndre Hopkins back in there, 437 to 337 and 25 uh, first downs to 20 first downs per game. So they're just operating at a much higher level with DeAndre Hopkins. Girthquake, uh, good question in the chat. I want to address this. Um, Is he really on the hot seat, though, meaning Cliff? I don't see Michael Cheap Cheap Bidwell eating 30 million then he won't have enough money to fill up his private jet and his helicopter. And he says that tongue in cheek and, and his dad, Bill was often re- referred to as cheap. I don't think Michael is cheap. And I also would say this to Bo's point. It's like, I don't, I'm probably going to butcher this analogy, but if you've got a home that you paid a premium for, but then you also have, I don't know, like an air conditioner that's kind of going in and out here in the desert. Like you're going to, you're going to cut the cord on the air conditioner to make your home more livable and salvageable. And that's what it is. It's like, you're cutting the cord on cliff, which is, which is a significantly lesser investment than Kyler Murray because Kyler Murray, go look over the cap.com. Look what Kyler Murray is going to be making in two years, in three years, guaranteed money. You can't waste Cliff Kingsbury on Kyler Murray if it's not working. And again, that's not to say Cliff didn't help him get to this point and Cliff didn't help Kyler's development and make him into a two-time pro bowler and the offensive rookie of the year. But I mean, goodness, they make so much effing money, guys. It's It's not our money. The, the team's hosting a Super Bowl this year. You know how much revenue is going to be coming into the Valley, thankfully, in Glendale? Like, you can cut Cliff Kingsbury a check over the course of the next couple of years for $30 million. That, that is that is a mid-level free agent signing that's a bust. Cliff, Cliff will be fine. Michael will be fine. Fred with the Super Chat. Thank you, Cardinal Fred76. Do you think it's K2 or K1's fault that they keep wasting timeouts with the play clock? Uh, that is, in my, that's coaching. 
in my opinion. Now, Kyler could have something to do with that, but most of the time, Kyler looks frustrated and he looks to the sideline. So, Bo, I will defer, as Jean-Paul Edwards says, Cliff calls the plays. Kyler, yeah. you know, wants to know the play call. So this has been a hot topic, a, a question that's been asked at the last two media availabilities for Cliff Kingsbury. And then today we talked to Kyler Murray. So we've talked to both parties here. And, and Kyler, we saw, you know, this team start against New Orleans on Thursday Night Football started to deploy huddling, you know, which this yeah. team we're used to seeing run the no huddle. And then we saw against Minnesota because of being on the road in a loud environment, he had the wristband. So there's two adjustments that they made right there. Uh, and, and Cliff said, you know, they were going to get back to the basics starting today. They had to close walkthrough and, and says that it's something that's that they're handling. Uh, but when asked as, as far as the question of who's to blame, and, and I'm not saying that Kyler threw his coach on the bus, but when asked from Josh Weinfuss of ESPN.com today, you know, especially in the two-minute situation, you know, what happened, what went wrong, you know, against the Minnesota Vikings, Kyler Murray didn't say it, but he basically pleaded the fifth. So make of that what you will. I mean, what does it say saw, to you, we saw, we saw the blow-up against New Orleans. That As much as the team is trying to write that off as just emotion, and it was, and that happens in football, and it does, that is not normal behavior for a head coach and a, and a quarterback. Like, And I, I think Kyler, I don't know this for certain, Bo, I think he's lost a little bit of respect for Cliff, and he hears the outside noise, and he knows that Kyler's caught up now. He's seen three years of NFL film and he's been, you know, for the most part healthy and he's played in all these games. And it's like, we need to take our game up. How many times has Kyler said that? Like, hey, guys, we need to be more prepared. That's an indictment on his head coach. He's talked about it in the yeah. past. He talked about it last year. He talked about it in the offseason. Losing is not acceptable to Kyler Murray. And if you're a Kyler Murray hater and you don't like him because he's he's smaller and he he's an introvert, he wants to win. And I think right now there is some uncertainty in the locker room and specifically from his quarterback that Cliff Kingsbury, I mean, how could you, if you're Kyler Murray and you mm -hmm. feel like I'm a top five quarterback and I'm the best quarterback in the, in the NFC West, but my head coach has to go up against Pete Carroll and Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay, two of which have titles. All three have been to Super Bowls. Like, how do you not think, well, I'm at a disadvantage because Cliff's yeah. my head coach. You of yeah. course think that. Yeah. And if you're if you're the players in that locker room, you got you're the the 22 guys or the 11 guys on the starting offense or defense. You, you have to feel like all right, we have to be perfect, right? We have to play yeah. perfect brand of football. And that's you know at the NFL level, if you play tight, you know you're going to likely get your ass beat. So you know you, you got to think about the leaders in that locker room, including T Kyler. And we know how he feels about losing. He just he hates it. He and Isaiah Simmons told us outright on Monday he hates losing more than he likes winning. And, mm -hmm. and we know we got to think that J.J. Watt is of the same mindset. DeAndre Hopkins, I mean, he's not even celebrating his hot start to his, his season so far through two games because the team's one and one. So the players, I mean, they, they want to get this thing right. You know, are they going to be led in the right direction, though, and, and given the tools necessary to, to scheme against a Seattle team that's going to be prepared to face them on Sunday at State Farm Stadium. We know what McVay is going to bring to the table, despite what Los Angeles and their struggles have, how they've been experiencing those the last couple of weeks. And then San Francisco and Kyle Shanahan and, and kind of a, a, a little bit extra juice with the acquisition of, of Christian McCaffrey. So it's, yeah, I mean, to your point, I mean, how, how are the players going to respond? Are they going to get put in the right position uh, really for the first time all season? And I'll disagree with Adam H here in the chat. If you're a top quarterback, you don't lose to Geno Smith, no, no matter how bad the coaching was. I watched Deshaun Watson with Bill O'Brien a couple of years ago, and the, you know, 
Deshaun off the field is a completely different story. They won like four games for that one Houston team. And that's when he asked for a trade. And Deshaun yeah. Watson, much more accomplished at the NFL level than Kyler Murray. Like franchise quarterbacks, you can only do so much. Now, I, th- I think Kyler can play better. But when you're when your head coach is your play caller and the offensive you know, genius schematic magician and you guys look inept every game and you haven't scored a first quarter touchdown, that's on that's on Cliff Kingsbury. Now, again, I'm not making excuses for Kyler. Kyler needs to play better, but it's it starts with a head coach, guys. Like it's it's a coaching league. Um, we'll get to one of these other comments here. Uh, where was that question from earlier? What do you guys think, according to Anish? Fire Kime and Cliff now. Let's start fresh. Is Bidwell really thinking about that? Does Bidwell really want to win? Bo, I'll pose that to you. Yeah, I, I think that Michael Bidwell, I don't think you should even question it at this point. I, ever since he took over the reins, back when this team really transitioned from Sun Devil Stadium to, to UFP and now State Farm Stadium, and, and they became you know a, a legit NFL franchise after so many years of, of futility and even below mediocrity, I, I think that Michael Bidwell doesn't have to prove to anybody that where his where he truly wants this franchise to go. He wants it to take the next step. Now, you know, does that mean that he doesn't fall and maybe listen to to the wrong people? I mean, you have to keep in mind that Michael Bidwell, everything he knows, even before he took over the reins as, you know, the, the president of this franchise and now owner, everything he's learned about team building is, his, is from his GM. Steve Kime has been in this organization for over 20 plus years. He's been this GM since 2013. He's been right there by the side of Michael Bidwell. So when he, if he finally ever, you know, cuts the cord on that, that's going to be one of the biggest decisions of his tenure as Arizona Cardinals owner. Uh, I just think that they're not going to let this team just kind of waffle. I mean, he was a guy that Steve Kime said would, would call him, in the wee hours of the morning as they discuss Kyler Murray's contract extension. I mean, this is something that he wants to get right. Now, is it is it JoJo the circus boy from from Tommy Boy where you just you just play with it too much and you kill your your little pet there? I mean, it's possible, right? But it's I mean, he he wants to get it right, but it, does he get in his own way? I, I think that all of us have that, have that, you know, we have that downfall. You just you can't be a last place team with a forty five million dollar quarterback right. and expect expect to be taken seriously. I'm sorry when a division with Jimmy G and Matthew Stafford, who looks like compromised and hurt, and the Rams even admit they're not the same team. And then whatever the hell's going on in Seattle, like if you would have told me, I didn't know the Cardinals' record, but everything else in the NFC here here were the top teams, and here's who's regressing. I'm like perfect year for the Cardinals to s- slide on into the playoffs, win ten games. And, you know, that's that's not what's happening now. What is happening, Bo was at practice today. Limited uh, walkthrough practice, Bo, that you were not privy to, but you did get a chance to chat with Cliff. And we got a bunch of updates as it relates to Sunday and a bunch of guys looking like they're not going to play. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a little surprising. We saw Daryl Williams find his way onto the injury report after playing, what, 24 snaps on Sunday. He was pretty much the backup to Eno Benjamin, and now he's found his way to the IR yeah. Uh, that it's a hip issue to go along with the knee issue that he worked his way back from. So the veteran replacement for Chase Edmonds, it looks like his time as an Arizona Cardinal probably done, right? Yeah. And then you've got uh, you, you you've got Rodney Hudson, who Cliff already ruled out earlier this week, and then DJ Humphreys is now a game time decision. But Cliff talked about how how encouraged he was from Josh Jones. Um, so you know, I, I don't think Josh Jones is 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 you have to be encouraged where he is and the tackle yeah. spot is. 
it, it's still the interior of that offensive line going mm-hmm. up against the Seattle team that gave you fits, you know, at that spot two weeks ago. That's still something like where Billy Price is going to get his third straight start. Which one's going to show up? New Orleans Saints, Billy Price, or Minnesota Vikings, Billy Price, where Darius Smith was, he was a turnstile to Darius Smith twice. Uh, it, it's, it's, that's the one thing you should be concerned about. I think as far as the bookends, you know, at least that left tackle, you're going to get a guy like Josh Jones where you, you can rely upon him. Uh, I like it. Soul pancakes. Yeah. Keontae. I like to see him get more reps with, with Daryl Williams potentially being back out. And then, you know, we're still day to day with James Connor. Uh, you know, James Connor, he was uh, limited in the walkthrough. He continues to be a limited participant, you know, last couple weeks. So that doesn't really shed any light on what his availability is come Sunday. Brian Abdallah, our buddy in the chat saying Rodney has retired. And, and listen, this is the risk you had. You courted him back. He didn't yeah. come to anything this offseason. You didn't hedge your bet. Um, you know, Cody Ford, admirably, he's, he's toughing it out. Uh, but he was meant to be a reserve backup spot start here and there. Uh, and now he's playing for Justin Pugh, who's a Pro Bowl level guard. He's out. And then, of course, you know, no one wants Billy Price to be their starting center. That's why he wasn't signed <laughs> over the course of the offseason, right? Right. Now, what I will say is he didn't he didn't play against Seahawks. That was Sean Harlow. Let's see what he can do. But there is some concern. I was thinking about it, Bo. Like, did the Vikings see something on tape after the Saints game that we can expose with Billy Price? They need to get that tightened up. I don't know. I, I have a hard time believing Sean Cooler puts together back-to-back bad offensive line performances, but we'll see. I also, Soul Pancakes, you know, Keontae Ingram, to me, looked more explosive than Darrell Williams last week. Darrell Williams still looked semi-compromised. It's a young man's league at running back. Play the kids. Uh, and James Conner, listen, the Cardinals gave him a bunch of money, too. Like, at the very least, I need to see you in short yardage this week. I need to see you along the goal line, helping this team out. And and converting critical fourth downs, uh, brother Numsy. I hope you know gets that number one spot once Connor comes back. I don't know if that's ever going to happen. I, I would imagine that you know James's contract is going to need to be looked at in the off season. Mm-hmm. They've got a bunch of a bunch of big decisions this off season. You know Hudson is still under contract, but I don't think they want to go through this again. Justin Pugh is going to be gone. They're going to have to remake their interior. But for this weekend, it, it's going to be kind of a hodgepodge again. But let me ask you about this. So the Cardinals. Did make a move. They made a move yesterday. They acquired a linebacker. But today, they claimed defensive tackle, former second-round pick from the Cowboys, Tristan Hill, mm-hmm. off of waivers. And, you know, I put out some feelers with Cowboy people in the media there, and they have said that he he can be explosive at times, but he can also be hit or miss, doesn't, you know, particularly keep to gap assignment sometimes. So it looks yeah. like this is a necessary move because of Rashad <laughs> Lawrence being out. But I... This is my opinion. Right now, Lucky Foto is a big liability, and they yeah. need to try something else. Yeah, I mean, they they just need to find a rotation that they they can maybe hit on a cup on a couple plays, right? And that's that's how Vance's that's what Vance's Joseph or Joseph's defense is kind of it's it's built on is creating some negative plays. And if, if a guy like him can kind of get in and be disruptive and and hit, and you're gonna have to take the good with the bad. I mean, that's where you are. That's how you've built your roster. And it's unfortunate that the guy that ha- was having such a strong start to the season has now faced two injuries and is now facing his second surgery of the season in Rashard Lawrence. I mean. And it's just that's just yeah. unfortunately the ugly side of the game. So for them, I, I know that y- your prayers were answered in a wrong way. That you wanted a, a defensive tackle from the NFC East that you dropped to your knees every night for the last couple of weeks, and it just was the wrong one. It wasn't Deron Payne because the Commanders have now won what three in a row, and, and their prayers, hot, prayers, man. Yeah, their prayers continue to be answered that their owner is finally going to sell. 
So it, it's it's unfortunate. They got a little bit more power of prayer than you do, Johnny. I don't know what's going on. You just got to live right uh, going forward. <laughs> but yeah, it's it, that is what it is. You just hope for this rotation to be better than what you've gotten out of a full-time performance from Lucky Foto playing in place of Rashard Lawrence. Yeah, it, it, to me, I just I look back on, I tried to watch some of the defensive snaps, especially in the second half against Minnesota, and it's just big number 95, just getting washed left and right. He's a backup player. Like he's a backup yeah. player, that's fine. Rashad Lawrence had taken that job. He was playing well. They got injuries. They need somebody else. We'll see what, what he can do. Last point on practice today, Bo Brock. So you talked about it with DJ Humphreys. He's dicey to play. We'll see about James Conner. What do you what do you make of the situation at linebacker now? We talked a little bit on our audio only podcast. Mm-hmm. They claimed a linebacker from Houston. No one knows who he is, but what kind <laughs> of role is he going to have? And does it mean less snaps for Isaiah Simmons and Zayvon Collins? I mean, we know how this def- or this this coaching staff is, and and how you have to earn their trust in order to kind of find your way onto the playing field. We saw we, we even talked about it on the audio only uh, podcast that they were more. Uh, inclined to do it early in the tenure of Cliff Kingsbury and Vance Joseph. But you have to keep in mind, Kenyon Drake, David Johnson, and I forget who their backup running back was at the time, were both hurt. Chase Edmonds and David Johnson were both hurt. So they were in need of a running back, and they just threw Kenyon Drake kind of to the flames there on Thursday Night Football, and he had that breakout performance. So that's like the rare occasion. As far as what you'd get from a guy like uh, Kamu Gruje-Hill, you know, Mm. Cliff said that that was just somebody that they had their eye on. He he was on their radar that they think they can come in and play decent football for them. So, uh, I mean, he'd have to kind of pivot from the way he ended his Texans tenure to where this last place team, uh, you know, uh, Hill went to them and said, hey, can I, I don't want to be here any longer. And they didn't try to find a trade partner. They just simply released him. So, you know, take that with what you want. I don't think especially in the immediate future is any danger. I know that we've been snake bitten before to taking guys like Simmons and Zayvon Collins off the field. Yeah. It just, to me, it's like, Hey, one last place team to another, at least right now in the Cardinals. And why is he coming here? What snaps are going to be made available to him? Remains to be seen and how it affects Sunday's matchup. We'll wait and see. And you can bet on Sunday's matchup right now using the DraftKings Sportsbook app. By the way, new customers can make any bet of $5 NBA Moneyline bet and get $200 if your team wins. Suns are winning a lot. You love to see that. You also love to see your winnings boosted up to 100% using the DraftKings step-up same game parlays Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. I'm using the same game parlay. I'm boosting it. I'm winning funds on DraftKings. It's simple. You download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. You use promo code PHNX. That's promo code PHNX on DraftKings. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Do you see how swanky this set is? Don't you love how this set looks? You see how comfortable and good looking this chair is. It's all compliments. You think you're better than me? Is that what you're saying? What's up? Yeah, a little bit. It's more of a compliment here and then a shot at you. But as far as more furniture, hook this up. Also, I got to take a personal story. Like my wife, ever since we, we moved back to to arizona she's been like redecorating the entire house and finally like i gave i slid my laptop over after go to morefurniture.com i feel like i actually contributed something that i'm usually kind of shown the sidelines for i'm okay i'm isaiah simmons early in the season i'm getting little snap counts here as far as contributions to 
the furniture in our house. But she actually's like, oh, I love this. I love this. And it's their fall sale right now. So you can get nice. a $100 gift card for every $1,000 you spend. Check them out, morefurniture.com. That's M-O-R, furniture.com. Start to pimp out your living room, your bedroom, you know, your kitchen, whatever you need furniture for. Check out more furniture. A reminder, please smash the like button on this video. Help share it around the old YouTube algorithm here. So we're going to play a little game. Uh, Ten best players in this game on Sunday between the Cardinals and the Seahawks. I have composed a list. Um, and uh, listen, Cardinals are a more talented team than the Seahawks, but how much more talented? I think it'd be interesting to go through it back and forth. You guys put your own list in the chat. The top ten players in this game, here's what I came up with. Kyler Murray. DeAndre Hopkins are the top two players in this game. I don't think you can question that. And then I think it's DK Metcalf at number three, Bo, Buda Baker, and Tyler Lockett round out the top five. So hmm. you have a problem with my top five cards, Seahawks players in this game? Uh, Yeah, I, I think that there are some pretty glaring omissions right now, just how the 2022 season has gone. Uh, I mean, I don't disagree. I mean, as far as the careers of a guy like Budabek, who also he did show up on the injury report today, uh, dealing with an ankle. Hopefully, that's not something that lingers and is a true, you know, threat to him missing this game. But in uh, Tyler Lockett, he's played well. Uh, I just think that he's taken maybe a couple steps back. I might like to see a couple of the younger Seahawks that have emerged this season. But sure. See this James Henderson in the super chat. So glad oh, that uh, with PH Next. Guy. Appreciate you, James. Thanks for finding me over at my new place, PH Next Sports, PH Next Cardinals. We're loving it over here, building a great sports community at PH Next. Thanks for finding us. Uh, but yeah, let's keep it going. All right. So there's my top five, my bottom five, and the rest of it. Jalen Thompson at number six, Kenneth Walker, the third at number seven. I put JJ Watt at number eight. Byron Murphy at number nine and Tariq Woolen, the rookie at 10. So those are my top 10 players. Yeah. And again, the ranking I think is interchangeable, but the point I wanted to make is Cardinals, I think have a firm six. You could make an argument for seven. If you wanted to include Zach Allen and then the Seahawks, it really starts and ends with it's DK Metcalf, right? I think mm -hmm. Tyler Lockett is still a top player in this game. I'm going to include then the two rookies, Kenneth Walker and Tariq Woolen. But that's yeah. it. Go look at the Seahawks depth chart defensively and pick <laughs> out five names that you recognize. Now, you've got some players, as Bo pointed out, playing well, maybe playing above their head. And I'm certainly, I, I, as much as Geno Smith's doing well this year, I'm not putting him in the top wow. 10. I think just three to four guys max for the Seahawks, which underscores the fact that the Cardinals cannot lose this game Sunday. You were you were one of those guys that didn't write back, right? Or you wrote him off, right? And he didn't write back. Was that was that the saying from Gino hey, after Gino, week one? I've, I've watched your sorry-ass NFL career for seven <laughs> years. You got punched by a teammate with the Jets. You're not, a, you're not a great football player. You're playing great football right now. But this this is not sustainable. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's not. I, I'd say that I think Jordan Brooks deserves a spot on this list. That's uh, fine. You know, I think he's he's a. I, but I like I like Walker up the list. I like I like uh, Woolen up the list. He's he's been unbelievable this season. Um, I think DeAndre Hopkins is the best player of all the players. I think he's proven that the, the, what he does to Kyler Murray's game. I think he's number one, and then you can put. Kyler at number two, but other than that, I think your, your list is great. I'm seeing that you asked for my list, and I just kept it blank. I apologize. <laughs> I mean, both busy, both busy work, and that's fine. You know what? Here's the thing. 
It's interchangeable. Bo's yeah. list was probably going to be pretty comparable. Like the and the names are what matters, not so much the rankings. How, how do you rank the the coaches and the coordinators here? Um, not great, not great. <laughs> I don't I don't want to rank those. Um, and it makes me want to do this again. Sean Payton, watch here on the ticker. There um, it is. No, I, I I would rank Cliff Kingsbury. Get this behind Pete Carroll as a head coach. How about that? Yeah, I mean, I saw the Pete Carroll's uh, press conference today. You've heard, you've seen all the press conference coming out of Renton slash Seattle, the Seattle area. They're saying all the right things about team first. They're ta- they're throwing their shade against their former quarterback who's playing poorly and, and Russell Wilson. Like everything is coming up Seahawks right now. It's really crazy. The Arizona Cardinals. We, we like I said, opportunity. You're going to hear that word at nauseum this week. What they have in front of them and and the, the potential. To, to just completely crush their momentum come Sunday. They have that chance. Can they do it? That's the biggest storyline going into this. Uh, Anish in the chat, or Anish, I'm sorry. Johnny is a hater. Where's the Geomania? I am a hater. I hate the Seahawks. <laughs> You're damn right. I hate the Seahawks. Yeah. Y.P. Derek in the chat. Sounds like typical Cardinal fans, sore losers. Hey, man, we roof our team here. And I think yeah. the Seahawks are, are full of shit, and I don't think they're any good. And I think that the Cardinals beat them in Seattle with D-Hop and Matt Prater, who both, by the way, are going to play this weekend. But to Elon's point, they have the culture unequivocally, and they have the coaching. And that's something, Yeah. as much as we want to harp on the Cardinal roster and look at all these playmakers at receiver, you got to have those two things, right, yeah. Bo? And I think that that is what's missing right now. Wouldn't it be just great? To, to really just send Seattle home with an L, just completely crush their hopes. Yeah, I, I mean, Pete Carroll and his insufferable gum chewing, him just stop on a dime chewing his gum because yeah. Cliff Kingsbury and this Arizona Cardinals team finally got it right. And since the return of DeAndre Hopkins, they moved to two and one and they moved their record to four and five and then dropped the Seahawks to five and four. I mean, it would be a huge win that they could build off, but. As I said, they gotta they've got to figure it out between now and Sunday, and they gotta scheme it up because Pete Carroll's gonna be ready. He was ready for him in Seattle. He's gonna be ready for him again in Glendale. He always shows up for these games. So it, it's just gonna be it's gonna be big for him. A big division showdown. Poor little liquid death right there, Bo out for our yeah. buddy Rodrigo, who did oh. get cut today. Yeah. Um, but he came into his job. He's a lunch pail mentality. He's peak male form with his glasses, kicking field goals against the Saints. Did a nice job. Cardinals good. are one for one. And he was yeah. he 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 should have been the Cardinal kicker well before that. But um, yeah, yeah, it's unfortunate. But we're back. Here's what we're doing. We're going to talk to you about the PHNX merchandise locker. You can cop some gear right now. I'm supporting the Coyotes who are having a nice start to the season. Bo's got the classic black on white T-shirt. I've got the hat. Check it out right now. Become a member at gophnx.com for just under sixty bucks for the year. You can subscribe. Using the promo code Howard, our buddy Howard Balzer, we love Howie. He's got tremendous content every day for you. If you're thinking to yourself, I need a place where I can get just that premium Cardinal insight outside of this podcast, which is your Mm -hmm. premier Cardinal podcast, check out Howard's content at gophnx.com. You will not be disappointed. Yeah, there's a lot of people disappointed in the performance of this team, but Howard really kind of breaks it down from an offensive line standpoint and and something that we talked about all offseason long about the continuity with this offensive line. You're returning Hudson, you're returning Justin Pugh, DJ Humphreys, Calvin Beecham. The only new member was, was Will Hernandez. And, and Howard breaks it down, how many different offensive line combinations they've had and how kind of disruptive it's been to this offense finding any part, type of rhythm. So you can be mad at Cliff. You can be mad at Kyler 
but also you have to keep in mind that they haven't exactly had the most healthy offensive line. Howard breaks it down. Go phnx.com. Also some other great articles up there uh, from Howard. Mike in the chat, is anyone else dreading hard knocks? No, because it's either going to be a great tire fire that you can't look away or it's going to give context to what we all think of Kyler Murray and, and how yeah. you know he is not publicly perceived in the best light. And, and this could do a lot to take away from those negative aspects. And I think Cliff Kingsbury is going to come off well on hard knocks. But will he live to see another day after Hard Knocks? Bo is the real question. Yeah, let me let me tell you a little insight I got today about Hard Knocks was one to according to Cliff Kingsbury, the camera is very uninvasive. Didn't you know hasn't bothered the team at all. HBO and NFL Films is is kind of keeping their distance. But also, Kyler Murray said he was mic'd up today. He says the cameras really haven't been following him around. There's no like in depth like off the field Kyler Murray stuff that that's been filmed yet. So if you're looking for like at least next week, some insight into who Kyler Murray is, you're not getting it. Also, let me follow that up with some exciting news. I saw Hollywood Brown, Marquise Hollywood Brown, walking around in just some normal Nike shoes today, looking good and some good kicks. There's no walking boot. Looked like he was moving around fine. Uh, Be interesting to see, you know, how close he can get once he uh, comes off IR, once those four weeks are up. You know, it's interesting. I heard pre-draft that Sean Payton was a huge Hollywood Brown fan. <laughs> All right. I, I've played out this graphic. We're going to need a different one for a different day. No, you I know, love this, it. It's simple. It's just, it is. It's effective. Uh, hopefully this podcast is effective. play it at halftime on Sunday. <laughs> I don't want to put that on our halftime show. Another, not, no it. TD in the first quarter. After another offensive, just poor offensive performance in the first half of football, it's fine. Yeah, let's keep it locked. This is it. this is free cardinal therapy out there because we're at a yeah. we're at a tipping point for this season. Either we're going to get a team that we can root for for the rest of the season to make the playoffs, and they're going to be feisty if they win this game, or we're going to have some tough conversations. But you have those those conversations here. Don't don't go anywhere else. This is the best, most premium Arizona Cardinal podcast, full free. Every single chance we get here on the YouTube, subscribe to the PHNX Cardinals podcast wherever you get your podcast. We love all of you. We appreciate the endless support. We're coming off. The Cardinals didn't have their best month, but we just had our best month in October, and that's because of all of you. Like and subscribe. For Bo Brock, I'm Johnny Venerable. We're back on Friday live show, audio only tomorrow. Have a good one, everybody.